Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. I'm in Buffalo, New York. The Edmonton Oilers on the Buffalo Sabres tonight. That is a 5 o'clock puck drop. Uh, we'll have a 3.30 pregame show on 6.30. Chat the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Guests on our show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta Zone. Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. As we bring aboard our Oilers Now headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety's their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We bring aboard the one, the only, Louis DeRusk. Happy New Year, Louis. How are you? Happy New Year, Bob. Bob, I'm doing great. How are you doing? How's Buffalo these days? Well, you've been here lots. How do you think it is? <laughs> Did you have some wings last night? You have to at least have those. Of course I did. Yes. Isn't that what we do in Buffalo? We have buffalo wings? I mean, I don't need an excuse to have buffalo wings, Louie. (laughs) Yeah, I could have wings anywhere, too. So it's always just fun to have them there because they make them well. All right. Uh, Tell me this. When you played in the league, what was it like coming in here? To be honest with you, I didn't go in there that often because I was in the West for the first six years. Um so we were only in there once a year, and then when they redid the schedule the way they did it for a while, sometimes you didn't even go to a respective city in a season. There was that yep. one, one-off you'd have for a few years there, and then they changed it back to see every team in the league again. So, um, well, listen, I mean, Buffalo always holds a special place in my heart, to be honest with you, Bob, because it's the first place that I ever saw a live National Hockey League game. Uh, I was probably around 12 years old. We were in a Silver Sticks tournament there, and... Uh, you know, and it was the, the Maple Leafs versus the Buffalo Sabres. We were way up in the nosebleeds. My dad got tickets for the game. And it was the whole kind of group that was there. And I just didn't like the fact that I was that far away. So I just said, Dad, I'm going to go look around. I wound up right beside the Leafs bench. That's how that's how far down I got, <laughs> sitting right beside the glass. I remember Rick Vibe was, you know, half a foot from my face looking at me, thinking, what is this kid doing beside our bench right now? But... Uh, yeah, that that was the, an experience for me, and that and that um, 
in that game, Anderson, John Anderson, put a puck through the mesh. And I talked with them years later, and they had to go and look at the hole, and they ended up crediting him with a goal because he shot the puck right through the net. So just a couple of facts. Did you say John Anderson or Sean? Sean. No, it was John Anderson. He used to coach the Atlanta Thrashers. Okay. Yep, yep. Because you remember Sean Anderson was a bit of a tough guy that actually, I think, played in Buffalo at one time. They had some tough teams in the 1990s here, didn't they? When they had, obviously, Rob Ray and Brad May, and you had lots of battles with Brad May over the years. Yeah, they did. You know, and they had a real, you know, it was a real thing going where those three guys, Barnaby, May, Ray, I mean, they, those three guys, you know, each and every night, one of them was dragging the other into the fight, and they just tried to outdo each other. They had a real, real neat system going there with those three guys. And um, you know what? Over the years, you know, watching Matthew Barnaby fight, it's funny. You know, I watched him, and I never did fight him. Always wanted to kind of fight him, but I never did fight him. But uh, you know, that guy took on everybody. There wasn't anybody that guy ever ducked for a guy that I think was about 175 pounds. I mean, he <laughs> he did pretty well against the biggest guys in the league. You know, he took a few beatings, but. That guy was always game. And Rob Ray, probably really underrated, too, as a tough guy. He had a real heavy right hand. I know a lot of people talk about him coming out of his jersey all the time. But if you go back and watch some of the videos on Rob Ray, uh, he put some guys on their butt with that right hand. And Brad, you know, Brad May was just a, an absolute scrapper um, to the bone. You know, he was left, right, didn't matter. Uh, he was always going to come out fired up. And I got to play with him in Phoenix, which was nice. But we battled quite a bit in junior and a couple times in the pro. One time. Yeah, he could chuck him. There's, yeah, there's no question he could really throw him. We're joined by Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's our headliner today for touchback safety. Louis, did you watch? Um, uh, yeah, well, you worked the game the other night with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that because you drove me to the game. Thank you again for the ride, by the way. Yeah, my pleasure. Love you. Uh, so, were you getting nervous at six four? Because I'll be honest, I was. Oh, no question. No question. And you know what? I don't know why, but just, you know, you just kind of get a feel in games sometimes. And the way the Rangers came out in the third period, it was just, oh, look out. They're not going away here, guys. They're they're going to try and make something of this game. I think the message, which I've been in that dressing room a few times and that, that type of a situation where you it's been disastrous the first couple of periods. And, you know, I think that uh, Quinn said to them, listen, we need to salvage something here. We have to try and set some better standards in place here. Let's go out there and just keep keep pushing well they do and the next thing you know they start potting goals i mean artemi panarin i think showed everybody why the rangers wanted to go out and he was such a coveted player in the offseason uh just a dynamic offensive player and uh they went to work that top line was really formidable and they made it a game there's no question about that it was it was definitely nerve-wracking and i think the whole building kind of recognized this team's on their heels right now in a big way but you know what they found a way to win it for me um, I mentioned it again on the telecast. I was I was just impressed to see Yamamoto out there with two minutes left in the game. In a real crucial game, after a few days off, where a team desperately needed to win in his first game as an Edmonton Oiler, he gets chucked out there in an important situation. They score there, and it's an entire. It's you know, it's like holy. This is this is evaporated in front of their eyes. But you know what? He knocks down a puck, makes a good defensive play, puts it into the open net after passing it off to Jujar Kara. Kara gives it back to him and you know listen I I, I kind of had questions why he wasn't on the second power play unit to be totally honest with you I was wondering why they wouldn't throw him in a position to maybe be a little more offensive in the game but um, seeing them put him out there 
in that situation to me proves that uh, they don't they don't just want him to come up here and be an offensive guy. They want him to be a complete player. He's got a real nose for the puck. Uh, he makes very good decisions with the puck. And you know what? Uh, nice to see him get on the board in his first game. I don't know about you, Louie, but to me, Connor Yamamoto looked better than multiple players that have been given opportunities on the right side of the Oilers' top nine. Like, he he got a lot accomplished the other well, night, and that's, you know, well, he, you know he, he got robbed, obviously, by Lundqvist, who made an unbelievable save of that two-on-one. Save of the game. He gets the he, save of the game. He, Right, he he made he got the empty netter. He had four strong defensive plays by my count, including two that happened uh, right around the empty netter. So it was a pretty well, right impressive that, display. Right. It's, it was a stick, right? He came down from the wall yep. from the point, and just a little pop of the stick just to knock the puck back to the defender. And it's one of those little plays you go, "Oh, that's an easy play." No, that's a read. That's being in the right position at the right time, having good accuracy with your stick, making sure that you're in the right position to make that play and then having the quickness to get there and make it. Um, I agree. Listen, it's it's a small sample size, and we've seen this from Yamamoto before. His first bunch of games, he was snake-bitten. He couldn't put it in the ocean. He was getting great chances. But again, he gets those great chances because he knows where to go. And when those start to go in for him, then he starts to be to get confident playing at this level, and then he starts to put pucks in the net. Um but, you know, you look at that game, going back to that game is something that, you know, we should probably touch on. That was a huge message game. You know, you look at that game and you say, okay, they had a couple of days off of hard practice. They went over a lot of stuff for structure. But they made some changes. And it might seem like minor little changes, but they were very important. Number one, two players, roster players, one-way contracts are put on waivers. They don't get picked up. They're immediately sent to Bakersfield. Two players are called up. Two players are healthy scratch to inject those two players. So that's four rostered players in a two-day two-day stretch that were potentially in the lineup that are out, and that's a, that's a big ripple through your team. That's as much as people don't realize that. I've been in every one of those positions. I've been the guy sent down. I've been the guy called up. I've been the guy healthy scratch. So I understand, you know, how that plays a role on your team puts everybody on edge. And I think that's exactly what they wanted to have happen. They wanted people to realize that if you're not pulling your weight, you're not going to be in the lineup. Simple as that. Uh, Some roster moves will be made because of the opposition. But for the most part, if you're playing your role and you're playing hard, I think you're going to stick in the lineup with Dave Tippett. But this this game for me, um, and especially why it was so important for them to hold on to it late in the game, um, it was a real message game, not only by Ken Holland with making those roster moves and pulling two guys up from the minors. Legacy gets his first National Hockey League game. But it, it kind of keeps everybody on edge to say, listen, it's past the halfway point now, and things are going to be different. <laughs> if you're not pulling your weight, there will be changes. And they came to Well, Louie, I'll take one it up. one step further here. I mean, I've got guys that are tweeting at me here at Bob underscore Stoffer and texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. And they're like, hey, Yamo looked good. Yamo's, you know, now spent parts of two seasons down in the minors. Uh, there's some other guys here that aren't accomplishing yeah. much five on five that don't play with enough urgency. One of those players is Jujar Kara. He's a left wing. When's Benson coming up? Like that, that sentiment is out there now. And because they've acted on the move here by bringing up uh, Yamamoto and playing him in the situation that they did, where he didn't just play on the fourth line. You've talked about this before. A guy's, uh, you know, a skilled player. He plays in the power play. He plays in the PK. Put him in that position. And you know what? 
he, you, you mentioned he was on the second unit power play. He might be tonight because Sam Gagne is out of the lineup. So there's a chance that Yamamoto ends up in the second unit power play. But uh, bottom line here, I mean, there's a lot of people that say the Oilers need to keep going down this uh, train. Let's see what uh, Benson could do at some stage, too. I have no question that's most likely going to happen if, if things don't start to trend up, for sure. Um, that's my whole point about the message that was sent over the, over the weekend with this team practicing and having two players called up, two players clear waivers, veteran players, and sent down uh, on one-way deals. It was a real message. I, I don't think people, you know, wasn't talked about a whole lot. We didn't really touch base on it too much. But when you look at it, it was, it was a bigger message than I think people realized. And along those same lines, I do believe that's the trend that's going to start to go forward. If you're not pulling your weight, it will be changed. There will be different players in the roster. They have no problem calling people up, giving people opportunity. Tyler Benson is a name you and I have mentioned a few times. Um, he had a terrific rookie season down there. Last time I looked, yesterday or the day before, he was leading Bakersfield in scoring. He's going to get an opportunity eventually. Um, as far as the Kara comparison, they're not the same player. You know, Kara's a penalty killer. He's bigger. Yep. Um, I don't think that's a role that Tyler Benson's going to slip into, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't want him to. I'd want to put him in a little bit different role if, if I was the one putting him into the lineup. But um, for Kara, yeah, there's no question. Listen, there's a lot of guys that need to be better. When you go through a stretch that the Oilers went through, it starts from the top and goes right down to the bottom. You heard Leon Dreisaitl and his comments took a lot of it on his shoulders. Dave Tippett's had a lot of meetings. They had you know practices on the ice where they were able to work on some of those things, those flaws that were creeping back into their game. But every player to a man understands that they have to be better and if they're not this message that was sent this weekend to me really signals the fact that okay we've seen enough we know where we are we know what you can bring to the table when you're playing well if you're not playing well then there's going to be guys that are on edge and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that internal competition it's something that ken holland mentioned right away that he loves to have in his organization because it pushes people to be better and dave has always been known for that he wants guys to push from the bottom he wants guys to force his hand to give them more ice time to maybe put them on a different line so i think this is the start of it down the stretch and it was necessary listen this team had really struggled for a month they have they haven't won back-to-back games since the 23rd and 24th of november so that just goes to show you they haven't been able to put stretches and consistency together. Um, things are changing, and, and, and for the good, I think. We're joined by Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Louis is our touchback safety Oilers now headliner. By the way, Louis Epstein's mother has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Louis, what's the worst come-from-behind loss that you were ever a part of? Ooh. Yeah, you know what? I'm not like you, the brain that can just dig into the computer and pull up those from 25 years ago. I will say this, though. That, um, we had a pretty good comeback in the playoffs. I remember Kelly Buckberger scoring a big goal, and uh, that was probably yeah, the one. Yeah, three that against Dallas yeah, in 97. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not four or five or six goals, but in the playoffs, that's a monumental comeback with a team that played as structurally defensively sound as they did. So that was I, – I just remember that really – I truly believe that game kind of really made us believe we could win the series. You know, we went in there obviously thinking we're going to win the series. You're playing as hard as you can. You want to win. But um, when that happens, it just you kind of say to yourself, okay, maybe this is meant to be. This is, this is, this is starting to happen here. So, But uh, I know I've been a part of 
definitely leads that have evaporated in front of my eyes with our team, and I've been on the other side of it too where we've come back and won. I can't pick out the exact games right now. Sorry, I did take a few shots to the melon. But, uh, you know, it's, it's never a great situation. That's why I made mention of it at the start of the third period. I said it's really important for Edmonton not to sit back too much here because this Ranger team is young. This Ranger team, there's, yep. there's players that are constantly in and out of the lineup. Um, they've really got a, a pretty solid identity they're trying to build there under under David Quinn. He's trying to make sure that this team every single night comes out and plays hard, four lines roll. Listen, um, they had their opportunities. They're, they're a pretty solid team. They're going to be good in a few years. I think they have some good young talent there. And they went out and got Truba, Panarin. They just can't sit back. When you sit back, you're just not as effective as a team. What made Edmondson successful at the start of that game was they were aggressive. The first two shifts, they dumped they pucks the in. They got on the floor check. They forced it. Exactly. That's To me, that's how you win games. If you're sitting back, you're allowing skill to have more time with a puck, more decisions they can make, and they'll just pick you apart. They really will. They're going to make it a nightmare on you. So they got away from it. I think that if you listen to their post-game comments, obviously they realized it. We sat back too much. We just kind of got on our heels. The next thing you know... It's really hard to dig yourself out of those situations when the other team gains that momentum. It's really difficult to turn it back around. But they found a way to win it, which is important. So I think they have to carry the first two periods into the game tonight versus Buffalo. All right, Louie. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun to wrap up this segment here. It is uh, the start of a new year. Uh, I don't know if you do resolu- Do you do New Year's resolutions at all? Have you ever done any in um, the past? Sure. I mean, I try. I try. Hey, I try <laughs> too. I'm going to try again this year. <laughs> I, for 28 no years, problem. I've been trying the same way. Wait, well, not 28, maybe 17 years. Let's see, when did I meet my wife, my poor wife? Uh, I know. She's the one that had the kids. She was supposed to gain 30 pounds, not me. But for the last 17 years, no, really, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, what's the shortest you've ever lived on a New Year's resolution? <laughs> How about today? I said yesterday, I said I was going to eat eat a lot better in the new year. And I think I started off with a muffin from Tim Hortons and a large double-double. So it wasn't it wasn't a great start for me. But uh, you got to cut yourself some slack, too. But you want to lose some weight? Is that what your New Year's resolution is? I'll go in with you. One of these days. Want to have a little little competition? That'll make it a little better. Oh, you see now it's oh, real. Man. You see it's amazing when you when you start. How much account- time do we have accountability, to do this? Accountability. Let's go. Let's so we start today. Actually, actually let's do this, Lloyd. Let's, let's go till after the uh, All Star break. So February, being February month. The problem is I'm on the road for the next nine days, Louis. Do you know how hard that is? I am too. I'm joining you in Toronto. So we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll weigh in in Toronto, and then we'll just judge who loses okay. the most in a month. That'll be good. Okay, you know and what? we'll update each week on this segment. Yeah, okay. But nobody loses. Done deal. If we're losing, You're if on. we're losing weight, nobody loses. It's a no-lose situation. Join me. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, okay. Louie. Awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, big man. All right. Take care, man. <laughs> 
You bet. That is Louis DeBrusque for NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's our Oilers now. Headliner, uh, as always, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Brian Burke still to come on today's show for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's electrical con- uh, leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Do you want to mention... Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. They're an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Right now is a great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019s up to 14000 off on 2019 F-150s in terms of rebates. Give the uh, folks at Brent Ridge, you can call my Uncle Milt. It's not really my Uncle Milt, but he is Uncle Milt. Uh, along with, because uh, I'm getting people texting the show saying, now you got the car dealership where your uncle works at? Well, he's he's a de facto uncle, I guess. Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich and the gang down at Brent Ridge Ford. Out in Wetaskiwin. Uh, you know what? Uh, they've, they've got a pulse. They've got a feel for it. They're, they don't push too hard in terms of trying to seal deals and that sort of thing. So give them a call at one 477 3673 or visit brentridge.com. I think I just talked myself into a... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Weight loss competition with Louis DeBrusque. I might be losing that one. Uh, we'll take a quick time out. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. And again, for tonight's game, Ryan Nugent Hopkins will play left wing on a line with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. All right, to some texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Whaler's GM texts the show to say, Bob, there are no two franchises that mirror each other like the Oilers and the Sabres. Whether it's picked side-by-side in the draft or going 8-1-1 to start the season and then dropping back down to earth or making the playoffs just once in the past decade. For some reason, they can't figure it out. Well, in our case... It was Shirelli who couldn't figure it out, but I digress. Uh, okay, that one comes to us from Wetter's GM. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Brian texts the show to say, Holland and company haven't had a chance to put a stamp on our team, but you can see the quality of scouting of the Rangers. No slow pokes. Don't like Yamamoto, says Brian, but he adds he played very well. How about Neil to Toronto? Then they can buy him out. Yamamoto, one of our defense for a combination of Engvall, Kapanen, Nylander, Hyman. More. All fast, maybe Kara, because Leafs need a little bit of uh, size and toughness. And uh, Bracco won the fastest skater in the AHL from Brian S. Uh, I will say this, Brian. I think that there could be a potential trade at some point between Edmonton and Toronto. Oilers have a lot of right shot defense. The Leafs are going to need some in the offseason. And Edmonton's got a little bit of size. Toronto doesn't have a lot. 
Trent has texted the show to say, Bob, is Cooper Marodi dead in the water as a prospect? We don't hear about him, and you figure we would if the Oilers valued him as a prospect from Trent. Uh, I think the concern for Cooper is quickness, uh, and the guy that traded for him was Peter Shirelli, and he is no longer the general manager of the team. Uh, Yamamoto, I, I think if you've been listening to the show for the last month, actually it started about a month and a half ago when we were in Detroit. I was concerned about what the orders were rolling with second and third line on the right wing. Uh, Yamamoto needed to get some games in. They kept him there till Christmas. I got a lot of time for Kyler. I, 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 I think he's got a chance to, to play here as a middle six forward. And, and part of it is there might not be better options. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. A reminder, you can join Oilers now on a great road trip to the terrific city of Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with uh, myself. We might have a couple guests there, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now Chicago road trip, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.58 in Edmonton. Spoiler alert. Sweden playing the Czech Republic. And uh, one, two, three. The uh, Czech Republic goalie for the second consecutive game has turned a puck over that has resulted directly in a goal. It's 2 nothing Sweden after one. If Sweden wins that game, Canada plays uh, Finland in the semifinal, and the Russians uh, would end up playing the Swedes. Uh, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with Brian Burke on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.